0: Now, we are joined here in the studio by Mr. Buckle Up, Bob. Bob, how are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, uh, Dylan. I'm doing
1: well this morning, ready for Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, big turkey day. I'm not much on all the fixings. You just give me turkey, mashed potatoes. And pumpkin pie, and I'm a good, I'm a happy camper.
0: Yeah, I'm more of a stuffing guy. I, oh. I, 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 oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. If you give me, like, some good stuffing and, like, some green bean casserole, it's over. It's over.
1: <laughs> I, I was trying to find it. I cannot find it on the YouTube or anywhere, but the radio show this morning did a stand-up portion of a stand-up comic, you know, and he was talking about the poor turkey, you know, and all it's gotta go through and says, you know, could you imagine if they had a support group and you talk to him, say, Hey, you're looking good, but yeah, tomorrow you're gonna die and <laughs> he goes, uh But that ain't the worst of it. Then they're going to stuff you with all this stuff and cook it from the inside. And he goes, how appetizing is that? Yeah, we're going to put a little celery. We're going to put some bread. And we're going to put some maybe nuts and raisins or whatever, apples. And we're
0: going to put it up your carcass and then cook it inside you after we kill you. (laughs) I mean, okay, if we're we're being honest here, if we're talking about any meat preparation, really, if you get down to it, kind of nasty. But – yeah. Man, that stealthing. That <laughs> that stealthing is crazy. Man. I have never been able to
1: eat soggy bread. If my bread is soggy, I can't eat it. And so the I just the idea of bread and breadcrumbs and all that being soggy, yeah, and I've tried it. Believe it or not, I I'm very picky eater to begin with, but uh, I've been trying to try stuff, and I've tried it, and I just can't.
0: I, I couldn't. It's, it's horrible. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry you gotta live like that, Bob. I'm sorry you have to go and wake up every day not enjoying <laughs> stuffing. It's such it's such an incredible part of life. Yeah, oh, man. But yeah, that, and then also my grandma makes the. Well, granted, I'm not sure if I'm gonna see my grandma this year, mm-hmm. but she makes these mashed potatoes with like corn flakes on top and yeah. it's like cheesy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just man. had some of that.
1: Yeah? Yeah, it wasn't mashed potatoes, but they were, uh, it was cheesy potatoes where it was, oh yeah, I guess it was. It was kind of chunk lumpy mashed. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I had to make an emergency flight home to visit my mom and, and people we stay at lifelong friends. Uh, she had made some of that and she says, yeah, it's, I made it plain just for you, no onions or not, because she'll usually put onions in it. And she says, but it's just cheese, potatoes, and Cornflake Corn topping. And yeah. It was really good. It is good. Yeah, I do like that. They're incredible. I, There's uh, very few potatoes I don't
0: like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. You can make. You can mash them. You can fry them. It doesn't matter.
1: And the it lumpier the better. Matter. I do not like smooth mashed potatoes. The lumpier the better. Usually people
0: do the other way around. It. <laughs> yes, they are. But we are here to Safety Struck. It is 10 yes. a.m. on Wednesday, and we are yes. here to talk some safety. Bob, what do we have on the docket this morning?
1: Hey, I'm excited. Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff I find out when we start to research it for our weekly topic with our drivers. And, and I'm a numbers person, always have been. Certain numbers, you know, I have loved math from the start. And it's not the math that's so Uh, incredible to me, it's the fact that somebody figured out that A squared plus B squared will always equal C squared. And, you know, I don't know what possessed them to find that, but at some point it was needed and somebody found out that this is always going to work. Interesting. And uh, and so some of these numbers that I get, you know, when I'm researching this stuff, just jump off the page at you, you know? And so this week we've been talking about um, really when it comes down to all accidents. There was a bad decision made somewhere by somebody, and and quite often, more than one, right? Yeah. There were several decisions they made prior that they could have made differently that would have either mitigated it, uh, lessened it, prevented it altogether, you know, just things that improve uh, the situation. And it could be as simple as, you know what? The roads are a little wet. I'm going to slow down five miles an hour. Now, that sure. still may not be enough to prevent the accident, but it's going to help mitigate the uh, severity of that accident. Mm. Um, it could be, hey, you know what? I've got three more hours to go, but I'm tired now. So instead of shutting down, now when you're tired, you try to get that extra hour or two, You right? Hmm. And then the bad thing happens. So there's all kinds of decisions, part of that, we just take for granted. And, you know, one of the things I hear a lot with drivers is, well, I've been driving 30 years, never had an issue. You know what? Everybody can say that till they have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's always a a futile argument for me, but it's just like you got to respect it a little bit. But you just got to find a way to navigate around that because— I guarantee you, and we showed videos this morning of people in the ditches in the weather, every one of them had the thought process that it wasn't going to happen to me, which you can do until it happens, until to, it happens you. to you. Yeah. And unfortunately, in when you're driving and, and these accidents, sometimes you don't get to walk away and get a second chance. And yeah. that's what's really everybody's got to remember.
0: And it, on top of that, what you were saying about, oh, it's not going to happen to me. We all, all of us yes. have that thought process, whether we like it or not. We do kind of unconsciously think that. It's like, ah, you know, I see that guy who spun out on the highway. That's not me. I'm not going to crash. You just, you get behind the wheel and you just kind of feel like you're going through the motions. You don't really think about it. You're just letting... Yourself autopilot sometimes, mm-hmm. and you never think that that accident's gonna happen to you, but you don't know what's gonna happen, especially if you get into these situations where you're drowsy or you're fatigued, you're not getting enough sleep, and you go out on the road. Yeah, there's a good chance that it could happen to you, you know? Absolutely. You know, and speaking from my own
1: thing, and, 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 you know, there's quite a bit of age difference between you and me. And what we're seeing in statistics too, and, and I can vouch for this, you know, just from my own personal life is the older you get, usually the better you get. And, and so a lot of this false bravado comes with the younger drivers. Yep. Younger drivers are so much at risk, and we'll have some t- statistics later, but I can even vouch for that and say, hey, yeah, I did things 30, 40 years ago that I, when I was 20, that I don't even think about doing now. And then, In the recent years, with just the driver's videos, things even in my older age that I was doing that, I was like, that weren't bad, but now I take that extra caution at a traffic light when we see all these people running them. But just the idea of the kids, um, you know, when my children, I have two of them, the youngest is gonna be 31, okay? Mm -hmm. So when they both got their license, I had the unfortunate task, I buried seven of my classmates in high school. Wow. And uh, six were accidents, Okay, car related, and so I just went and pointed to the pictures and said, "They're dead. They're gone." And it was all an accidents. And I said, "You need to understand what you're about to do and how dangerous it is, and how it happens to these young people." There's six young people that aren't going to experience the full, you know. And I really made it. I tried to make it personal and make it at home, but it was the reality. I did bury all them. Yeah, um, and so. You know, one of the, you know, some of the statistics we got is just how much it relates to
0: teen, especially with distracted driving. Yeah. And that you make a good point because sometimes it really doesn't hit home until it's somebody you know, you know, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't really process until you're like, Hey, these are people that we know I've been close with that didn't make it because of that. And it's the highway and driving is the most dangerous thing we can be doing. And we do it every day. And especially for actual professional drivers, they are doing it every day, all the time, and that's it. You you know, you put yourself in this position to be in such a dangerous area. I I mean, I'm not going to try and start anything here, but I've read the statistic that more people, you have a higher chance of dying on the road than you do... If you were to enlist in the military, because you're it's every single day, it's every single day you're out and you are every single day risking your life on that road. And you whether you know it or not, there are a million different decisions that everybody around you is making all Mm -hmm. the time that affect whether or not you go home that day. Absolutely right. You know, and um, when you stop and think about it, I I don't know how this
1: happens, but it seems like it'd be higher. But the statistic says 94% of all accidents are human error. And I'm just thinking, well, it seems like it would be higher than that. There should be very little that isn't a human error of some sort, right? So I don't know what they qualified the other 6%, but still, that's a huge alarming number, right? And so, you know, when you think of 90 as human error, you know, we get back to – our decision-making, our decision-making process. And again, just experience tells you that when you're younger, you make a lot of dumber decisions. Just because you don't know, you won't listen to your parents, right? They don't know nothing, even though they've gone through all that. And I went through the same thing with my kids. And and it, we talk a lot about speed and slowing down, but it's not so much the speed limit as much as for the conditions. And, and, and a point to share to make it personal, my daughter was 16, had her own car. We had got her a car. She was at a party, and there was no alcohol, but she had a younger um, boyfriend at the time. He was about six months younger, but he was only 15. He had his permit. Hmm. And so she reluctantly but did, and everybody, according to the police report, everybody backed that she said no, 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 and then finally gave in. And he was just taking it around the little subdivision on the police officer when we got there said they got it up to 55 miles an hour, which you wouldn't think. But in a subdivision that was 30 and the sharp curves and they lost control. The pavement was dry. They were just going too fast. And they flipped it, you know, in a subdivisions, they got the rain things, the little ramps. Yeah. Well, they lost control, spun out of control, and then hit one of them ramps into a creek, flipped upside down, and and two boys were killed. Wow. And uh, so it was just, you know, I mean, it was just heart-wrenching. And and to see her go through that, because even though she wasn't driving, she made that decision. And so there was some issues she had to deal with, you know, for letting it go to underage. But, you know, I've seen it firsthand, so it does hit home, especially with our younger people. Sure.
0: And, I mean, that was just a small mistake, too, just yes. saying, yeah, you know, I'll let this guy that I'm dating who's a few months younger than me drive my car. And how could she have even known, you know, that that's going to happen? And and that's the thing about all of these accidents that happen is you don't know that they're going to happen. It, that's why mm-hmm. it's an accident because you don't know that it's going to happen, and then it Correct. does. And, and and but it got back to the decision
1: making right one decision led to some an experienced driver making another bad decision and it just snowballs and then eventually two young people lose their life and so yeah. so yeah so safety you know i like sharing that story just for nothing else to see that i have a personal investment in the safety when we talk about it and and, and it's just to remind people that the things they don't think about right yeah. there's things that even i don't think about and we see it from our drivers you know and uh one of the um one of the things you know in our research this week was what causes accidents so we're kind of touching on several key ones and there's all kinds of things that cause accidents you know and one of the first ones in the after the 94% is human error, it said decision errors in driving like too fast, right? Assuming somebody else's reaction, what they're gonna do, which you could not predict, right? But you're gonna yeah. assume you know. Exactly. And so, you know, as we get into there, what we found was when we added the one today, how it was closely relinked to the first two. And the first two was aggressive driving, is a is a is a top cause of accidents, you know, and that speeding, tailgating quick lane changes, all that, you know. And then yesterday we did distracted driving, right? And this really resonates with teenagers, right? And so some of the numbers that just stood out was nine people a day, a day in this country, die due to distracted driving.
0: Yeah. That is crazy. At you know? nine a day, yes. And it, it's easy to kind of encompass a lot of things into distracted driving, but a lot of the reason seems to be involving a cell phone. It said that one in four United States crashes involve a cell phone. Yes. And that's, that is a prime example. I mean, everybody has one. Everybody's looking at them. doesn't matter – What happens? I mean, just like drive safety was saying earlier this morning, you know, you text somebody, right? And you say, Hey, can you pick up some ice from the store? And you don't think anything of it. You're just asking them to pick them up, pick something up on the way home. Well, if that person sees that they're going to look at it and they're going to check it. And that causes distraction, which can cause an accident when who knows, you know, it's always that who knows, you never know what's going to happen. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and so when we see all these things
1: so tied in, and again, you know, it's it's somewhere around uh, 14% of teenagers are killed each wow. year. You know, I was like, that's crazy. You know, but 28 to 30% of them, teenagers count for costs of motorcycle or motor vehicle accidents. So while 14% are killed, 30% are involved in the cost, you know, So mm. the fender benders, like you said, distracted driving. Again, it, it hit home. Our, our daughter buried two of her classmates who were texting and driving. Wow. And so, and she does it. I get on her all the time. I said, you didn't learn anything? You yeah. know, so it's just very hard because we just have this sense of uh, false sense of bravado, I guess, and that it's just not going to happen as we talked about earlier. It is. We think we're invincible
0: until we do. until all of a sudden we are not. We are very, very easily hurt beings. I mean, we are not we are not that tough in in all reality. Absolutely right, and um, you know so we were again. And so the third thing we added today
1: was fatigue. Yes, and so part of our orientation we talk a lot about fatigue. And when we researched fatigue uh, months ago, it was I didn't know that stress was a number. We all know stress is going to cause heart attacks and all kinds of health issues, but it is the number one cause of fatigue. Uh, and so, and it just seems like it just all intertwines because then fatigue, they said, is the number one cause of distracted driving, mm. right? So then when we get to distracted driving, right? And distracted driving talks about, and, and the fatigue talks about when you're tired, you are less patient, you are more likely to speed, which goes back to the aggressiveness, right? And then again, when you're fatigued, you are distracted. The distractions yep. enter more because you're not physically capable of blocking them out or tuning them out and so it just one thing ties into the other and so here we love to try to get to the root cause Uh, you know okay we can say the roads were icy right and that caused the accident no let's go deeper okay how long was this driver on what speed was he going right does he tell a story? You know, every driver has a story, and we have a lot on our mind. You know, this was evident with me last week. I had just a bunch of things going on, nothing that shouldn't be expected or that w- it's just life, if you yeah. will. And so, you know, and as I've talked to drivers over the last month, you know, you know, there's a driver that's got a granddaughter who's uh, in remission from cancer at four years wow. old. Weighs on his head, right? There's uh, drivers that have lost loved ones here in the last week or two. they They're just... They're trying to make ends meet. They're away from their families at the holidays. There's just so much
0: that can occupy a driver's mind. Sure. And that, while it does kind of contribute to the distracted driving, it is also fatiguing. Like, it stresses you out, mm-hmm. and it causes that fatigue. And I, we were talking about it a little this morning, and I don't want to change the subject too much, but sleep is also a huge part of that. And, I, I of course, if you get a decent amount of sleep, and I know it's tough, I know it is difficult mm-hmm. to get a decent amount of sleep before you go out on the road just cuz there's so many things that you could be doing with your time before you have to go back on your drive time but it sleep is so paramount in this because not only are you going to help alleviate some of that fatigue you're going to feel better too it's going to it's going to do wonders for your health which is going to help you out on the road mm. as well because we i mean a lot of times are sitting for the hours that are being driven here but if you sleep at the very least you know that you have a little bit of stability In your head, you're not going to be as fatigued. You're not going to be as stressed. It's going to cause you to just kind of let things go a little bit easier. Because the more you stress yourself out, the more aggressive you get, the more that's going to build up. And then other parts of your life are going to come in. And then that's going to stress you out even more. And it becomes this constant cycle and it just builds upon itself. So if you just get that sleep initially, that cuts out one massive part that's going to contribute to a lot of this stress and a lot of this fatigue, anyways.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, on that sleep and, 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 Things of that nature, you know, and I totally lost where I was going to go with that. But, you you know, you, you're absolutely right. And one of the things that we found today that we talked about was that I didn't know. And this is one of them numbers that just jump up out at you is I didn't know that if you're up 18 hours, so that's less than six hours sleep, right? Yeah. Your body impairment is equal to 0.05 blood alcohol. Mm. And you stop and think about it, and if somehow you are up a couple hours more, you are legally, not legally drunk as far as intoxicated, but your body impairment and be able to react, reflexes, you know, everything that comes with uh, drinking and driving, it is 0.1, which is oh 0.08 is usually the legal limit, you yeah. know. And in a um, in a trucking environment, I believe it's oh 0.04, you can't drive. Yeah. So, you know, and here, oh 0.05, you know, how many drivers out there aren't getting over six hours of sleep? Sure. And that number just stood out. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. And we're not saying that, oh, you're going to be drunk all day if you don't sleep. No. What we're saying here is that if you aren't getting that rest, you are going to be impaired. Yes. You are Your your reaction time is not going to be as good as it could be. Your awareness is not going to be as heightened as it usually is. You're going to lose track of things. Mm-hmm. Your, your mind's going to drift. You're going to get distracted. May, you might not be falling asleep at the wheel, but your mind will drift and your mind, you won't be as focused. You'll lose touch a lot easier than a lot of other drivers would.
1: Absolutely. And we talked last week about listening to your body. And, and so it may mean that you may just have to tell us that, hey, you know what? I know I was off duty for 10 hours, but I only slept about four of that. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to try. But if I get tired, I'm going to have to pull over and take a nap. Do we want you to, and, and do we want to have to go to call the customer? No, but at the end of the day, it's not about the customer. It's not about the freight. It's about protecting life, as which is the only way we do things here is, you know, our, our way is su- simple. You protect life in every decision. And one of them decisions may, while they may not be popular, you may have to just say, hey, the driver has to realize that all their life they've been graded at six to seven seconds is the safe falling distance. Hmm. That's in perfect conditions. That is not true if, like you said, if your vision or your reaction times are impaired, then that has to increase exponentially, you know, yeah. because you, I don't know what that number is, but it has to be where you know that, hey, no matter what happens, I can stop because I've got 15 seconds or Definitely. whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah, because if you if you are fatigued, if you're impaired, yeah. You don't have, you don't have that reaction. You're not going to be able to stop that soon. No. I know that there's been times I was driving pretty recently, actually. I was driving and I've noticed I don't get as tired in the morning. I'll wake up and have my coffee and come to work, and it's not too bad. Whenever I'm going home, sometimes I can feel my body telling me that I'm tired, and I pride myself on getting a decent amount of sleep at night. I always go to bed by 8:30, and I always because I have to be up and out of my house by 5:30, so I always try and get a decent amount of sleep. But sometimes it just you just are going to be fatigued, and in those moments, you just have to you have to let us know. You have to tell your your DM, and you just communicate it and get yourself some rest. Don't stress yourself out. Well, and and another
1: number that stood out to me, and I can vouch for this because I've done it. Now, I'm not saying that I've done it and ran off the road okay but 37% of drivers interviewed have admitted that at some time during their lifetime they've fallen asleep at the wheel yeah and i have actually for only seconds right maybe one or two where i've got it and my head's come up and it's not a nod because it's like i, I when i go up i'm scared and i got to pull over because i'm like you just fell asleep you know when you fell, even though it's one or two seconds you're like, that Whoa. is not a nod a nod is you're constantly you know you're you, you, you're drowsy and you're tired, but you're always awake. You're not alert, but you're always awake. But i literally like, oh, that's not good, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And, and so I've been – I don't know of you – have you ever?
0: I Yeah. I haven't ever had my eyes closed at the wheel, but do you ever, whenever you're tired, just kind of get like a whole like jolt in your body and you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. and then you, it like almost pulls you back a little bit, yep. you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? I, I've definitely had plenty of times where I've been driving and then all of a sudden like I'll be just driving, getting that kind of highway hypnosis and then all of a sudden, ooh, I can feel like my whole body kind of jolt back and I'm like, oh man, I am tired. I need to get out of this car. I need to get out of the driver's seat. I should not be driving right now, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely happened, and it's it's more common than people think it is, and it just goes back to getting that sleep, getting that rest, not being stressed out all day. Absolutely, you know, um, and then again, just to hit
1: home again, because I know a lot of our drivers have children at home and whatnot, but they, you know, drivers in their 20s, another statistic that just blew me away was, are most likely now it didn't say of all crashes they're saying they're most likely if if a 20 year old in their 20s are going to die they are most likely to die in fatal distracted driving crashes wow that is phenomenal and that makes up 27 percent of such fatalities
0: yeah and that's just general fatalities that's not
1: yeah that means you know they could they could have heart attacks or whatever or be i don't know a disease or something But they're more likely, 27%, or they're more likely to die in a distracted driving accident. That is so scary. That is Um, scary. One of the laws that I love that we found out, we lived in Pennsylvania for four years. And my daughter already had her license from Illinois, but my son was a sophomore in high school when we moved. You cannot have more than one under 18 driver in the car Till you're
0: 18. I actually that I believe that's a rule in Texas as well. Like Is it not? You, if you're under 18, you can only have so many people in your car.
1: Greatest rule ever, yeah. because
0: that's that distraction that they're talking
1: about here, and they're. Target. They're not saying we're going to stop you from driving. You just can't have a carload of kids that are going to be talking, playing the music yeah, and not and doing all attention. kinds of stupid and stuff. And if you are, or you're going to have an adult in there with them. Yes, yeah. You can exactly. have more, but you got to have an adult. And I just love that rule. It was a little hindrance for him, you know, because, you know, I got my learner's permit at 15. He couldn't get his till 16. Yeah. And then he could get a license, but it was only short distance. There was curfew on that license. And then once he turned 18, then he could. But you, had, and you had to log driving hours. We literally had wow. to log uh, a bunch of driving hours. So, uh, just wanna, you know, just wanna, you know, kind of wrap it up today. You know, it is Thanksgiving. We are in the holidays. A lot of the kids are coming home. One of the things growing up that I was told, and I, and I vouch for this, the most alcohol served is on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Really? Not New Year's, not Christmas. Really? Bars make most of their money. And the reason they suggested it or stated it was uh, in general, it's the first time, if kids go far away to college, it's their first time coming back home to see their friends. So they're all grabbing with their friends on that Wednesday night, out in the bars, having a good time before Thanksgiving. And it's just that one, it's a big social night for them. And so just one of those things, hey, talk to your kids, you know, talk to each other, be cognizant that there's going to be some kids out there uh, that probably under the influence. Now with COVID, maybe it won't be so bad, uh, but just ideally know that, hey, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. And I used to bowl on Wednesday nights back in Illinois, and we'd go out for a beer almost every time for one or two beers. And on Wednesday nights, it was packed. You could hardly wow. walk. Uh, so I do believe it's probably true. but uh, And so that's why I just want to wrap it up with everybody realizing that, hey, protect life. That's what this whole thing's about.